This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Programs that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. Obviously, tremendous happenings in the news and current events throughout our community and throughout the nation. And it's great to be able to be with you today and, and to talk about those events, monumental events. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. We have great guests for you on our show today, and we'll go to them in just a moment. Later in our show, we'll look forward to hearing from Bonnie Jackson. She's a community leader in Central Florida, specifically the Winter Park area, and she's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives. She is in a Republican primary, and that will be on August the 23rd, and then, of course, the incumbent in that race is is, a, uh, is the Democrat, uh, Anna Escamani, and when we come, also, in just a moment, we look forward to being joined by our friend Derek Hicks of Thompson Jewelers, with some great news from Thompson Jewelers, and we look forward to hearing Derek's thoughts, of course, on current events as well. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Christner's, Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Christner's is celebrating their 29th anniversary this month. The doors opened on June 14th, 1993. And since that time, of course, they have served our Central Florida community with not only fine dining in an elegant, sophisticated, relaxed atmosphere, but uh, with the wonderful support for many of our community events as well. So we salute Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster as they celebrate their 29th anniversary in the entire month of June. Now let's go to Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. And Derek, it's great to have you joining us once again. Well, Roger, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I just love your show so much, and all you do uh, is spread freedom, spread the word of freedom. Thank you. That's exactly our mission, and it's uh, it's great to have you uh, joining me to help help do that on a frequent basis. You know, and of course, a monumental, the monumental Supreme Court decision came down, you know, this week uh, about which, um, you know, reverse Roe versus Wade, uh, which, you know, of course, essentially gave carte blanche uh, to abortion in America back in the early 70s when that was decided by uh, a liberal leaning uh, Supreme Court. And you know, that's going to be a decision that will be talked about literally for, for decades, if not longer, um, in America. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But And I'd like to get your thoughts. But first of all, I'd like to have you share once again, There's I mentioned the tremendous event uh, taking place this month at Christner's as they celebrate their 29th anniversary. Well, Thompson's has a tremendous event taking place uh, in the month of June, and that's your annual disposal sale. Can you uh, share a little bit more about that with us? Yes, it's going on right now, Roger. It's an incredible sale. We have rings, pendants, earrings, bracelets. We have gold, silver, you name it, and jewelry. We have it. It's our annual disposal event. We'll 
we have a lot of items. For example, I may have uh, purchased something three or four years ago. It's brand new, but we haven't sold it. And we literally will sell it for less than the cost, less than we paid for it. Sometimes just the scrap value, even though it's a brand new piece of uh, jewelry that's only a couple of years old, but it's brand new. It's never been out of the store. But we just been around a while, and we want to clear it out so we can get some new stuff for Christmas. So we do this every year, and uh, it's just incredible deals that you won't see it anywhere else around. And you know, I, I, I just echo that. Of course, I had a chance to visit Thompson Jewelers reg- uh, recently. And of course, I come over to see you guys on a regular basis, and I was really astounded by the by the the magnitude, if you will, of the of the of the markdowns on, on some really beautiful pieces of jewelry and some really expensive pieces of jewelry. Um, and I would just encourage our listeners that if you even think that you might want to buy a piece of jewelry for either yourself or one or for a loved one. Um, it, this year, I would strongly suggest now is the perfect time to go over and to see Derek and all the great people at Thompson Jewelers. Yes, and Roger, it just goes on for one more week. So they have just one week uh, to be able to, to participate in this sale event. That's great. And I encourage all of our listeners to get over that. They're uh, even remotely thinking about a jewelry purchase to come over and see you. And I do want to emphasize that at the Orlando store only on East Colonial Drive in the Colonial Plaza, of course, at the corner of Colonial and Bumby and Thompson's in Orlando is um, in the Colonial Plaza is located right next to Old Navy. And anything else you'd like to share about Thompson's or or the the disposal sale this month going through on June through June 30th? Uh, Well, we just like I said, it is we have a lot of people who come in. This event is so big that they will buy stuff for Christmas. And I'm just telling you, and I know sometimes with the economy or whatever, you know, you want to watch what you're buying, but this is the one time you can just get stuff that's just so incredible deals that you can save. A lot of people shop for Christmas shirts. We have a lot of people come in and literally buy three or four items because the prices are so good and uh, they save it for Christmas presents. That's great. Thank you for being here to share about with us, and I encourage our listeners to, to go over and see you. Uh, especially before June 30th, to take advantage and to just to, to be able to see the kind of opportunities that are there to save a, a lot of money on, on fine jewelry at Thompson Jewelers. And, you know, Derek, as you, you heard me mention, the monumental decision that came down on Friday from the Supreme Court concerning Roe versus Wade, of course, that was the, the decision back in the early 70s that essentially, you know, legalized, uh, you know, abortion from a federal level in America. Uh, I'd like to have you I'd like to have you share your thoughts if, if you would like to. Well, wow! I just think it was an incredible decision. Thousands of thousands of babies' lives will be saved because of this. And even if you look at it from a constitutional point of view, and and, and you're not abortion one way or the other. First of all, the federal government had no right to on Roe v. Wade overturn. Uh, you know, it was overturned for the right reason because it's, it gives the states the power to decide that, not the federal government. No, I think you make a great point there, and, and that is the fact that, and I'm not an attorney, but attorneys that who I respect um, have said for, for many years, and of course this is a part of the national debate, of course, about uh, this decision anyway, is that the, it, it, it was one of those situations where a left-leaning court or a full-blown leftist uh, court um, essentially ma- made it up. 
I mean, it, it, it's not based. The, the original Roe versus Wade decision at the Supreme Court level was not based on solid um, legal um, legal thought. Uh, it wasn't based on the law. The laws that they used to justify it is just flat out not there. That it was one of those cases. Of, of the liberal justices believing in a, an evolving constitution, if you will, um, and, and essentially, um, you know, made, made a monumental decision that affected life in America dramatically um, based on, um, it, w- without the proper basis in, in law. Well, right, and, and the unborn baby, I mean, part of the Constitution, member in the Declaration of Independence, to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. First thing it mentioned was life. And we know now, even the old days, you may not have known, but through modern science and the technology of all the sonograms they can do and all the different pictures they can take of that baby in the womb, it's clearly, uh, you know, that it is a baby. It feels, it, it, it feels hurt. And so it's clear that they had rights. And that's laid out in the Constitution and in the uh, Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. And, I just think it was a tremendous uh, decision. It was took courage, and I'm glad the justices made that decision. And I'll just add that just that just a little bit to you. Absolutely right. That, right there, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident. You know, based on life, liberty, and and the pursuit of happiness. It, it's the 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 right to life is a fundamental right of of anybody. It should be guaranteed to any. Buddy in America, and that includes the, the unborn, and I would even say the unborn, especially. Um, um, so anyway, and I think it was just, it was a decision that originally was made on faulty basis, legally, and, and every other which way. I think if you, anybody who's an objective person, and I guess most people that, you know, a lot of people are not objective, that are passionate about this issue on both sides, but I think if anybody tried to take the emotion out of it and and just look at it from a, from a purely objective, rational point of view, um, the arguments are, 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 are monumental on the side of, of right to life. And even read Ronald Reagan, when they were trying to put him on the spot about it, um, and you, I'm sure you remember this too, Derek, um, you know, and, and he just, you know, trying to pepper him with tough questions and technical questions about when life begins and all that. And, <laughs> and, he, and he just said, well, look, uh, <laughs> um, you know, if, if it is, if, if there is some doubt, um, you know, why, why not err on the side of life? I mean, I think that exactly. says it all right there. I think his actual quote on that uh, <clears throat> was, uh, they asked him, when does life begin? And he kind of chuckles, as he always do. I think uh, when they vote Republican, <laughs> <laughs> I think was his response. So he always, when he could lightheartedly leave in a tough situation, well, so uh, that's how he responded. And, um, you know, we're up on, we're going to our next break in just a moment. When we come back, we look forward to continuing to talk with Derek Hicks about the issues of the day and about Thompson Jewelers and, and many other things to, as well. Um, and, and I do want to make one point before we go to that break, and we can p- talk maybe a little bit about this when we come back, is, you know, I, I've got to give all credit, you know, <clears throat> to... To Donald Trump, frankly, I mean, of course, Derek, you mentioned that you heard the quote from from former President Trump, where he said, uh, "God deserves all the credit." And of course, he, you know, of course, that's absolutely correct. But I would say, after God, I would say Donald Trump 
deserves the lion's share of credit, if you will, for this decision, for the courageous way and the skillful way that he put them, you know, some, some, some Constitution-believing justices on the Supreme Court. That's exactly right, Roger. Uh, without him putting those three justices, this never would have happened. Well, Derek, we'll be take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a moment. Before we go to that break, I want to tell everybody about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you or anybody you know needs to find a place that will care for your auto automobile with old-school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. During these monumental times, something you know, really impactful and uh, affecting us every, literally every week, if not every day now. Um, and many of these things affect you know affect our individual freedom, our liberty, our constitutional what should be our constitutionally protected um, constitutional rights. And that's what we talk about on the show. And our mission is, we're dedicated to is to preserve, protect, and defend um, our freedom. Right now we're speaking with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. A little bit later we'll speak with Bonnie Jackson, who's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives. And that's a very important race that she's involved in. She's involved in a Republican primary. The winner of that Republican primary will face one of the most liberal, left-leaning um, you know, state representatives in the state of Florida, not the country. So that'll be a race that we'll keep a close eye on and follow very, very closely on this show. Before we go back to Derek Hicks, of course, now that we are solidly in the summer season, in fact, uh, summer officially started last week, um, yeah, even though the the weather summer weather started way before last week, um, I want you to know about the guys up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair because they've got everything that you'll need to care for your personal lawn or garden um, this summer and into the fall. In fact, they've got everything you need if you're a prop if a, you're owner of a business and you need um, landscaping help at your business, or if you're a property owner, large or small, they've got. Um, the best lawnmowers and power equipment products in the business. That's Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Now back to Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. And one more thing I'll say about President Trump specifically on the Roe versus Wade decision is, and I hate to even kind of say this in a way, and um, but because you know, President Reagan did so many extraordinary things, but you know Trump did a better job than Reagan when it comes to the Supreme Court, and that it's one more thing I don't think that Trump gets proper credit for because he does. You know, of course, the mainstream media gets nothing uh, credit for nothing, and Faye gets nothing but unfair attacks and slander, but but even even on. Um, you know, the conservative side of things, I don't hear a lot of people talking about often about the phenomenal job that Donald Trump did in not only finding excellent candidates 
for the Supreme Court, but then really fighting hard and letting it be known he was going to fight hard um, to get them uh, approved through the Senate. And I think that's one one of the, you know, of course, Donald Trump had n- enormous achievements as president, but one of the, the finest and, and, lo- and ever lo- longest lasting and most impactful was the way that he handled the Supreme Court um, very skillfully and federal court uh, justices as well, which there are many, many more federal court justices. They are almost as impactful, if not more so, than the Supreme Court. And, um, and, and, and there are also lifetime appointments, too. So that's an impact that, that Trump will have for literally decades. Exactly, Roger. Yeah, he did some incredible things when it comes to the economy, when it comes to the, the court system. It's so many good things he, he did do. He uh, basically did like few politicians have ever done. I think, like you said, you mentioned President Reagan. President Reagan didn't have uh, Congress or the Senate at the time. But uh, to push through, and every time he would push it through, remember, they would overturn whatever he put in, I think. Uh, but it's still, President Trump stood behind each one of his nominees, and even when they took the heat, we think of Kavanaugh. You know, he never backed down. He supported him and uh, continued to stand behind him no matter what. And, uh, yes, uh, other than God, uh, I agree with you, President Trump had a big deal to do with this uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned. Now, excuse me, and I'd love to have you share uh, about anything that's important to you right now, because you've always have great insights on the issues that affect us in, in our day. Of course, one thing that's affecting everybody every daily is the, the rising gas prices and energy cost. And, you know, I think this is, once again, if, there, if there's no other issue um, that people think about, and I'm talking especially about people, voters who may not be closely affiliated with either party or you don't follow politics closely every day like like many of the people that listen to our show do, um, or just people that are just you know, citizens um, out there and, and not super politically interested. The one issue that I would suggest to anybody who's going to be voting um, in the primary elections in the, in the midterm elections is is the energy cost and the gas prices, because this is one issue where the Republicans and the Democrats are clearly on opposite sides, and and you know the the Democrats aren't really flat out coming out and saying that they are fine with these gas prices, but they are. You know their agenda is to, as Obama stated so clearly, transform America, and at the central core of that is transforming um, our the way our economy works to the so-called green economy, which would fundamentally change uh, the you know, life in America, our capitalist free enterprise system. And, and this is just, I think, the starting point. And part of that effort is to jack energy prices up so that, so that uh, consumption goes down. And that's the reason, because, because they think that cars and people going to work and people living their life and breathing um, and living a life as free uh, people uh, destroys the environment. So, I mean, and as ridiculous as that sounds, that that's, that's the Democrat way of looking at things. So I would urge anybody who's concerned about energy costs and, grice, um, and, and gas prices to, to vote for the Republican candidate in this election. Well, exactly, Roger. And, you know, I, I always get discouraged when I hear uh, President Biden, when they're asking, well, you know, what can we do with gasoline prices? And he goes, I, I'm doing all I can. There's nothing more I could do. And that's not true. Uh, most people know, uh, you know, oil, gas, it's energy. It's a futures market. 
so that all he could easily come out and say we're going to reopen the Keystone Pipeline, where I think we'd be getting around 900,000 barrels of oil uh, a day right now if, it, if he wouldn't have shut it down. So that would have made a tremendous impact. He could say we're, again, going to uh, not only give leases but give permits for the oil companies to uh, drill and all through the United States. They can look to Alaska and Anwar. And, again, the, the people who in the environment, we want the environment to be safe. But America does it better than any other country. Do you think that uh, Venezuela or Saudi Arabia or any of those other countries, Russia, care about the environment at all? They care nothing about the environment. And so what would be better if we produced our own oil, then we could make sure it's the cleanest and protects the environment as best as possible. Also, then we could come along and those new energy sources, we could continue to grow them. So maybe one day, but it's not there right now. One day, maybe, we could have, you know, the electric cars and all that be such a huge impact. But right now, the technology is not there yet. So we have to have oil, natural gas, coal, but we can make sure it's the cleanest and best possible. American can do, America could do that, and Joe Biden could do that instantly if he stood up there and said what I just said. Absolutely correct. And from my own personal opinion, individually, I'm not even sure if this whole electric cars and everything is even a good idea to begin with. You know, so I'm not even sold on on that to begin with personally. But um, that's kind of beside the point of what we're talking about at the moment is that in in addition, in addition to just the, the economics of it is America shouldn't be energy dependent for any reason um, you know, on anybody. It's not a good thing for America to be energy dependent on even countries like Russia and, of course, the Middle Eastern countries uh, for for a lot of reasons, national security reasons, if nothing else. Um, you know, so so we, you know, there's no argument uh, for why America should be t- to why to advocate for why America should be independent. But but we are now independent on many countries in the world, including Russia. And the sole reason for that is specifically Joe Biden um, and also the Democrat Democrat Party. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Exactly. So, you know, you were talking about you're interviewing people that are going to be running for office. I will give them incredible advice when it comes to whoever they're running against as a Democrat. You type everything that candidate you're running to, to Joe Biden, the high gas prices, the high food prices, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the debacle he did there. You can continue to go on and on about the economy and the, the terrible things that Joe Biden, well, guess what? That person, that Democrat, is supporting Joe Biden, and they're standing behind Joe Biden, so they're going to do the same policies that Joe Biden does. So that's what every Republican candidate should nail to their Democratic opponent. That is that is a great point, and I, I think you can keep it that simple, and and that that's a very uh, winning winning strategy. And one other thing, I'll say quickly, you know, is we got about two minutes or so before um, our, our break. I know that you have been eloquent uh, on the issue of of why the free enterprise system is so much better than socialism, and you and, and you you know the fighting fighting socialism specifically has been a big one of your priorities. And and you're so right, because this is all I see this. Others might disagree with me, but I see this 
as the gas prices specifically and the energy cost um, as a move, a way to try to move America towards a more socialism oriented economy, if not full blown. Um, So anyway, but I'd love to have you just say uh, briefly, because you're very eloquent in speaking to to the masses, if you will, um, about the benefits of the free enterprise system and 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 the uh, the, the downside, if you will, the, the 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 bad side of socialism and why it's it's not a good system. Well, exactly. You said capitalism. Capitalism has freed more people in the world than any other system, economic system we have ever had. Capitalism gives the right to us, the people, that we can achieve anything we want to, the talent that God has given us. He gives us the freedom to do that. Capitalism gives us that kind of freedom. Socialism takes away freedom. Socialism only allows us to accomplish what the government will allow us to accomplish. So it's not what our free will and our hard work, it's what the government will allow us to accomplish. And in that kind of system, all that will create is poverty and misery. So it's good to speak out. That's why uh, I'm actually going to be speaking a lot of summer school camps to uh, kids. I think it's so important to speak to the younger generation about the great American capitalism society versus the socialism and all the other isms that are out there that uh, have done nothing but stifle our freedom. Great point, and I really encourage you, and you're doing a phenomenal job on it. And um, it went, and I would just you know, add quickly as as you said, when when you're when any individual is is earning, uh, you know, the money that you have, that's free. That gives you freedom. When you're dependent, really, on anybody else, but especially when you're dependent on the government, the government is going to control your life. You're not going to control your life. Amen. That's exactly right, Roger. Well, Derek, great to catch up with you again. Thank you for once again sharing great wisdom. And I want to encourage all of our listeners who are remotely thinking about jewelry to get over to see Thompson's at their Orlando location in Colonial Plaza before on or before June the 30th and take advantage of these extraordinary prices during their once-a-year disposal sale. Thanks, Roger, for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. We'll be able to see you soon. And, friends, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Bonnie Jackson, candidate for the Florida House of Representatives in the area that covers Winter Park, Mainland, and a large part of the city of Orlando. So please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Of course, as we said before, monumental events taking place almost every day now in our country, our communities, our state, and our nation. And most of those, if not all of them, relate to our individual freedom, our constitutionally protected, or what should be our constitutionally protected liberties. And that's what we talk about on our show. In fact, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting preserving and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country, and our constitutional liberty. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. Derek always has a lot of great insights for us. In just a moment, we're going to be joined by Bonnie Jackson. She's a leader in various ways, including politically, 
in Central Florida, and she's also a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives. And we'll talk more specifically about her, about those details in just a moment. Before we go to Bonnie Jackson, of course, I'm going to give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando and let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor once again for now 12 years in a row. So when you're in pain, I encourage you to get over to see Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Now let's go to Bonnie Jackson, candidate for the Florida House of Representatives. And I believe that's seat 42. Is that correct, Bonnie? That is correct. Florida House District 42. It's Maitland, Winter Park, Orlando, parts of Eatonville, Belle Isle, part of Conway. So, yes, the big district. And, and as I said before, uh, and as we talked about before, you know, and as I said before, before you joined us on the show today, that's a, a race that's a particular interest to me personally. And I know many of our listeners, because right now the seat is held by a, a Democrat and is held by a Democrat who uh, literally is has um, I guess one of the most left leaning, if you will, or full blown left uh, in, in the state of Florida. And it's an yeah. it, it, this is a, a chance for. You know, the Republican Party specifically, but also those who who you know who who see things from our perspective of of, of preserving our constitutional liberties. It's a chance to really to pick you know make a big uh, you know, have a big success and picking up a seat in the legislature. Absolutely, um, you know, the, the, this is a redistricting year, and this is all very confusing for for everyone, even for the candidates. So, Anna Eskamani currently is in House District 47, and that district has been redistricted, reconfigured, if you will, to be a new House District 42. So uh, in order for us to hold, uh, you know, Republicans to hold District 42, we've got to defeat Anna Eskamani on November 8th. And she is as far to the left, I mean, left-wing abortion on demand, very proud of her own abortion and her mother's abortion of a younger sibling, things that she, she wears like a badge of honor. Of course, she was the director of Planned Parenthood when she first ran for Florida House, and um, she's radical. She is she's extreme. She's been endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Um, in fact, Planned Parenthood specifically said they endorsed her over me because of my views about, you know, reversing Roe v. Wade and things like that, which I bear, I wear as a badge of honor. I'm, I'm glad they didn't endorse me. I certainly wouldn't have wanted an endorsement from Planned Parenthood. No, thanks for giving that get insight about the dynamics of the race. It's certainly one of the more, more interesting high-profile races in, in the state of Florida this year. And, you know, can you talk about why... And I want to talk to you about some of your background and some of you know, the, your accomplishments in the political arena, specifically um, in recent years. But first of all, why did you choose to you know to seek a position in the Florida House of Representatives? Well, you know, I I have been involved in politics for a long time. So I, I'm, I've been practicing law for 27 years. I started off as a prosecutor, and I've been doing uh, civil litigation. Um, for quite a while, I'm the founder of my of my law firm in Winter Park, Florida. My husband and I have been married 27 years. We've raised three children in Orange County, and it's been a really good place to raise our children. That said, you know, over the years, I've had to be super vigilant with teachers and 
school administrative staff and even principals about changes that I saw happening. And um, it was it was just a constant, you know, checking up and sort of babysitting the people who were supposed to be teaching my children. And so I've always been engaged, uh, engaged in their lives, engaged politically. And I think that's really important. When you have somebody running for office, you have to look at their history. Did they just, you know, decide to run and they haven't been involved at all? Um, what are their roots in the community? And I think I, I can answer all of those, you know, questions positively. And, and I think those are important. That's what I look for when I, when I, um, when I vote for a representative. You know, are, are they competent? Are they qualified? Do they have they shown a sincere interest in making a change in their community? So, I'm here, been here for a very long time, and I am committed to my community. I, I have a bachelor's of business administration degree from Texas A&M University. I have a law degree from South Texas College of Law, um, and I so I think my background makes me eminently qualified to be a lawmaker. Um, but also as a parent and, and a business owner and a litigator, I have a lot of insights into all those things uh, that how, how we can make them better. Now, and thank you for sharing with us. We're speaking with Bonnie Jackson. She's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, District 42. As she's shared with us, it's a newly constructed district, and it includes much of Winter Park, Maitland, Eatonville, large parts of the city of Orlando, and Orange County. Um yeah, and, and just speaking as a as a voter myself, an active one, what I'm looking for is, and I think I speak for a lot of other uh, people, especially you know, what I would call constitutionalists, if you will, people who believe in the Constitution as written um, and are concerned about protecting our our constitutional um, liberties, is somebody who's going to be, I would say, more activist and more vocal vocal than maybe some of the Republicans in the past have been. You know, and I think that one thing that observing you and learning about you, you've definitely been, I would say, on the front lines on some some very important issues that may be deemed, quote unquote, controversial. And and maybe some Republicans, uh, other Republicans may have shied away from. But anyway, speaking only for myself, you know, I think that we need to have uh, you know, on the Republican side some people you know, that actually are office holders, legislature, other places, Um you know, Congress, obviously, um, that that are on the front lines of, of fighting some of these battles and not just kind of, you know, getting elected and, and hiding them back in the back bench. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, when you're elected to office, that is about public service. It's not about retaining a job. Um, I'm working hard to get a job as an elected representative making $29,000 a year. That's my salary when I started off out of law school as a baby prosecutor. So 27 years ago, I was making $29,000 a year. And now I'm running to do the same thing. So that's not a job. <laughs> it's a service. It's a public service. Um, so I'm, I'm, I want to do that job because I want to serve my community. And I am an activist. That I'm not an extremist, but I am an activist. And I'm not afraid to speak on behalf of others who maybe can't speak. You know, this whole pandemic has opened all of our eyes, and it's finally, I think, pushed people to speak out in ways that maybe they weren't willing to speak out before. 
you know, we had Nick Adams come speak at our Winter Park Republican Women Club um, yesterday. I'm the president of Winter Park Republican Women. And Nick Adams wrote a book about political correctness and how we've arrived at this point today because of political correctness. It was silencing people from exercising their free speech because they were afraid, you know, to be called a racist or a bigot or whatever, you know, name-calling people wanted to use to try to silence you. And I, I guess I'm not afraid of that because nobody else defines me. I knew, I know who I am. I know I'm going to be judged by God someday. I know I make mistakes, but I know my heart and soul, and I'm none of those things. So I don't really care what other people say. No, that's a great point. That that whole political correctness movement has really taken us down to <clears throat> led to where we are now, where freedom is is definitely uh, you know threatened, <laughs> not only under attack but yeah. uh, but definitely threatened. And um, Wilson, it's um we're gonna have a break in about uh, two minutes or, or less, and I would just want to introduce um, before we go to break, and we'll talk about it more in depth when we come back. Obviously, the monumental monumental decision that came out on Friday. Uh, where the United States Supreme Court overturned the Roe versus Wade decision, of course, uh, which made abortion legal back in the 1970s. And I I'm sh- suspect that you've got some opinions on that, and I'd, I'd love to have you share share those with us uh, when we come back from break. I, I would I would love to. It's it's a, a time for celebration for all of us, and we have a lot to be thankful for with this new decision. And I will say uh, just briefly before we go to break, uh, from a, from a purely political point of view, I think this is a result of exactly what I was talking about. You know, and, and, and we were talking about just in our last question, my you know, my last question, if you will, is is you know people who believe in freedom, if you want to call them constitutionalists, Republicans, whatever people who believe in our constitution, our constitutional liberties. Uh, have to have to be ready to engage and 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 fight and push hard and and you know Donald Trump specifically um did that in getting these uh, Supreme Court justices on the court and this is a result of it and you know being the nice guy and you know not offending anybody and all that um you know, it isn't going to isn't going to uh, you know preserve our liberties and i think this is one of the things that's really um, th- this is a result, this decision, which is going to save countless lives uh, and is a correct decision from all perspectives, from my, per- from my point of view, is something that, that is a result of some really, really heavy lifting and some real, real hard work um, on, on the front lines of political battles um, and you know, specifically by, by Donald Trump and, and others. But anyway, those are my thoughts there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we'll continue to speak with Bonnie Jackson, who's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, our program is where we were dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. You're also listening to another edition of the Roger Franklin Williams Show campaign 2022 series, election 2022 series. We're speaking with a candidate right now, candidate for the Florida legislature from 
the newly created District 42, and that includes big part of Winter Park, Maitland, Eatonville, large parts of City of Orlando, and Orange County. And we're speaking with Bonnie Jackson. And you know, Bonnie, when we went to break, we just talked briefly about the decision that came down on Friday by the Supreme Court to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision from the 1970s. And of course, that decision in the 1970s um, legalized essentially abortion on demand at the federal level in America. Um, so what are what are your uh, feelings about the decision, you know, the most recent decision on Friday? Well, obviously, I, I was ecstatic. Um, I, I cried tears of joy <laughs> and said a prayer of thanks, and I was pretty pretty active on social media. And, you know, not only do we have to give thanks to God, but we have to give thanks to all of the, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our, our fellow warriors for life. Um, uh, we have to give thanks to the courageous Supreme Court justices, in the face of so much hate and, and threats on their lives and their families, who did the right thing, followed the law. We have to give thanks to Donald Trump, you know, for, for taking all those flings and arrows and appointing really good, solid, conservative, strict constructionist justices. And as much as I hate to say it, we have to give thanks to Mitch McConnell because he kept Merrick Garland from getting on the Supreme Court. And we've seen what an ideologue left-wing extremist he is. So, you know, without all those folks, all those factors, we wouldn't be at this wonderful point today with this case, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. And I, you know, I would encourage your listeners to look at the opinion. It, 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 it's, a, it's a mammoth opinion. It's, it's so 213 pages long, but you can read it. It's on the... Uh, Supreme Court's website, um, and so you can click the link for Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, and it's it's a really good opinion. I mean, I haven't finished reading the whole thing. I read a lot of it, but it says what we all knew, which is that the Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and there is no such right implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. It was wrongly decided from the beginning. In fact, in one of the footnotes, in the opinion, they refer to a, um, a, a, a journal article that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had written, where even she said, well, I shouldn't say outright, but implied that Roe v. Wade was wrongly decided and that the states were actually moving to loosen the restrictions on abortion, the various states. And so she went at it a little different way, but I, I don't think any honest-thinking person could believe that Roe v. Wade was the right constitutionally proper decision. So it's a great day. It's a great day for life. It's a great day for the unborn. Thank you for sharing your perspective and your thoughts. And yeah, I would just uh, agree, first of all, and I'm not, you're an attorney, I'm not an attorney. Attorneys that I respect uh, for many, many years have have said exactly what you said, that that the, the original decision in the 1970s there was no legal justification for it. It was was it based on sound legal uh, um, precedent or, or constitutional precedent? Precedent, and then um, and then the other thing that I would mention, which I kind of mentioned right before the break, is it's it's a result of of people, and, and you named uh, you know various people, um, including Mitch McConnell, who who weren't afraid to fight tough battles 
um, you know, yeah. to, 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 you know, keep, as you said, in his case, keep a, a, a left wing uh, um, potential justice off the court. And I, and I remember that battle and he, he took a lot of heat for it. And of course, Trump, who doesn't seem to take mind taking heat, um, really, really, I think, you know, part of Donald Trump's finest hour um, is, is the way that he handles the Supreme Court. Um, you know, and he made it known right. he was going to fight for these justices and, and he did a great job of finding good people. Um, you know, not somebody who, oh, gee, oh, my God, I never knew they were a liberal <laughs> you know, after they're already on there, you know, <laughs> like a lot of our Republican presidents have done. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that was the path. He, path. Yeah, go ahead. You know, for, Donald Trump is such a unique um, person in so many ways. Uh, he's, you know, he's not a perfect person. And, and obviously, you know, he's, he said some things that, that perhaps were not um what we all would have liked him to say, but none of us are perfect. And if you, I think if you show, shown a spotlight or had social media or Twitter around back when people like Winston Churchill or, you know, Roosevelt uh, were, were alive, I think they probably would have said a lot of things that we might not have liked either. So I think, you know, the measure of a man is, is, is what he, what does he accomplish? Um, and, he was under so much pressure and so much hate. He was bound to say some things that he probably shouldn't have said or or maybe even do things that he shouldn't have done, but nothing that was unforgivable. And not, not I mean, what a service he did to our country in so many ways. The economy, jobs, the Supreme Court. He He, he kept his promises, and not many politicians can say that. He he was out for America first. He proclaimed that, and then he he lived it. And once again, that's something that's right. that that um, not you know I, w- I was going to say not everybody, but actually most people really don't. You know, most people are all talk and no action, and and uh, in, in every field of endeavor, and especially politics. And Trump uh, yeah. wasn't. He 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 was a man of action, and um, you know he it wasn't just talk. Uh, he he backed it up, and that's what inspired a lot of the hate. You know, frankly, from the left. Um. Well, yeah, he, a lot. I yeah, didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand a lot of it, but I think I think it comes from the fact that he didn't back down. He was, you know, he, he stood for his convictions. He felt that America was first. That's the job of a a leader, and he's hundred percent right. And this country owes him such a debt of gratitude. And I will forever be grateful that Donald Trump was our president. No, absolutely, my me too. And I, I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Um, absolutely, and it's one other thing. It's just, yeah, if you look at. Um, as you kind of said, you you can take any any leader throughout world history, you know, in, in any country, and uh, there's certainly flawed people. I mean, and even look in the Bible, you know, some of the the greatest yeah. leaders that God chose um, ultimately to be tremendous leaders uh, were, were were very flawed people um, before. Yeah. So, um, it, it, we got about four or so minutes. Uh, and I would just like to ask you what say if you were to be elected, if you win this primary and then you win the you know, were elected to the legislature uh, in the general election, uh, what would be your priorities um, if you if you were serving in the House of Representatives? Well, uh, there are a lot of things I'd love to see accomplished. I mean, obviously, with this very recent decision, we need to go back and take another look um, at our pro-life protection. We have some pro-life reforms that were recently enacted, and we need to look at expanding pro-life protections, promoting adoption, 
foster care and, you know, overall child welfare. So I think that's really important. And, and just to throw this out there, another thing I think people need to consider, um, one of the representatives that had a freshman representative in the Florida House, um, uh, Representative Barnaby, had proposed a heartbeat bill. And right now what we have is a 15-week ban. You know, after 15 weeks, there's a ban on abortion. I think the heartbeat bill is is the next logical step. I know some people would like to see abortion banned for forever, 100%, and I think that is um, a wonderful goal to have. But District 42, including Republicans, are not necessarily in favor of that. And the reason is because they can come up with these exceptions. And I, I posted this to a friend the other day. Let's just say one of these exceptions arises, and, and you're, you're going to say banning all abortion except for when a woman is raped or human trafficked. How is that woman going to prove that? You're now putting her in a position of having to, uh, you know, accuse someone of rape or maybe establish that she's been raped. I just think that's wrong. I I. I I think we need to work toward a culture of life so that more people are accepting of the idea that abortion is not a good thing for anybody, including the mother, uh, especially the baby. Um, But perhaps a heartbeat bill is a better way to go because there are no exceptions after that, except maybe for the life of the mother or, or the child is going to be born. You know, I think that's in the current... Uh, legislation that the, that they just passed, if the child is not viable, um, I think that would be cruel to ask a mother to carry her child this term knowing the baby is going to die or has already died. So, but those are those are awful details that people in the real world have to deal with, and so the legislature has to deal with it. And I don't think there's simple answers, but I think a heartbeat bill is moving toward pro-life protections that everyone could get behind. Well, thank you. That, certainly that'll be something um, that'll be the next development and that'll be, uh, that'll be huge throughout all 50 states. And well, Bonnie, thank you for joining us once again on our program. It's uh, always great speaking with you and um, you know, we'll continue to, to follow your progress. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honor to be a guest on your show and I really appreciate what you do for informing the public and for having conservative candidates who can, talk about their platform. Thank you for your kind words. Appreciate you too. Best wishes. Thank you. Well, friends, that's going to do it today. I want to thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the program and with two great guests, Bonnie Jackson, candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, District 42, and Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers. And before we sign off, I want to give a once again one, one more big shout out to our friends at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster as they celebrate their 29th anniversary of serving Central Florida with fine dining and tremendous service. It's a wonderful gathering place, uh, Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. We salute them on their 29th anniversary. Friends, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. <music> 